Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast. Some people wonder how handling cravings fits into an intuitive eating lifestyle. So today we're going to be talking about what to do when a craving hits, when you should answer it, and when you should resist it, and what all of that looks like. I'm excited to dive in, so let's go. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice so you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello, and welcome. Before we dive into our topic today, I just want to let you know about an awesome free resource that I've created for you. It is a mini course that talks about how to put the struggle with food and your body far behind you. In this course, I go over three really common myths that our society teaches that contribute to the struggle with food and body and how to bust those myths and start on the road to creating a much healthier relationship with your eating and with your body. So like I mentioned, it's absolutely free. Just go to genoweight.com and click on the free stuff button and you can sign up to receive that free course. All right, on to our topic for today. One of the biggest misconceptions of intuitive eating that I that I hear from people is that it teaches that we should simply eat whatever we feel like at any given moment throughout the day. That anytime we have a thought or a craving for a particular food, then we should just answer that craving and eat whatever we are in the mood for. But this is not what intuitive eating is. Yes, part of it is tuning into our bodies for cues related to hunger and fullness and satisfaction. And sometimes this does mean eating something that you're craving for satisfaction alone. But it also means knowing how certain foods or maybe how large amounts of certain foods makes our body feel and what it does to our body and really honoring in our spirit and respecting our body from a health perspective as well. Intuitive eating encourages us to, yes, use our inner wisdom to decide what to eat and when to eat and how much, but to also use our outer wisdom when making food decisions at times. This might mean adding an extra serving of vegetables to our meals, even when maybe we're not in the mood for vegetables or we'd rather eat ice cream at the moment. Maybe it means stopping after having one serving of dessert, even if we really would like to continue eating another serving. This can all be part of intuitive eating. The difference between taking taking actions like this from an intuitive eating mindset rather than a diet mentality mindset is often found in our why. We're making choices from a place of love and respect for our body 
and not out of hatred or as a way to just try and manipulate our body into a a size that we want it to be, whether or not that's the healthiest size for our body. So how do cravings fit into all of this? When should we answer those cravings and when should we not answer them? Well, first I want to clarify, there are really two main types of cravings. First, we have physical cravings where we are physically craving maybe a specific food or just a type of food, say something sweet or something salty or crunchy or something like that. Oftentimes, physical cravings come because our blood sugar is low and our body wants food and it needs energy. And so it'll give us a craving for food, sometimes a specific food or sometimes, again, just food in general. But when our blood sugar is low, oftentimes we do have cravings for carbohydrates because that's the quickest source of energy that our bodies can get. We might also have a physical craving because our body expects to get a certain food at a certain time. Maybe we're used to having a treat at eight o'clock every night. And so our body physically comes to expect that and it might give us a craving at that time each night because it's expecting to get that treat. People can even have physical cravings for things like vegetables. If you're really in tune with your body and it's been a while since you've had a vegetable, a lot of people find that if they're really paying close attention, their body will crave something healthy at times. But the cravings I'm talking about today are ones for foods that maybe not won't really nourish your body from a physical standpoint, but would just be things that we consider fun foods or pleasure foods. If you have a craving for some carrots, then most people don't really need to figure out what to do with that craving. (laughs) Just we'll go and eat the carrots. So we've got the physical cravings. And then the other type of craving is a psychological craving. This is when you have a thought about a food and then you start craving it. This one might be even more common than the physical cravings. How often have you maybe walked into your pantry in the kitchen and you see the Oreos and suddenly you have a craving for Oreos. Or maybe you remember the ice cream that you ate last night, and suddenly you have a craving for more ice cream. Psychological cravings also include cravings that we have when we're seeking food for emotional purposes. Maybe we feel stressed out, and so we have a craving for some chocolate to help calm ourselves down. Or we're used to eating food as a way to cope when we're sad or upset, or even happy. Maybe we're used to celebrating with food. Anytime we have a a craving of this sort that's related or tied to our emotions, then that's a psychological craving. So there could be a lot of reasons that we start craving something. And also cravings can range from being really mild to being really intense. We might feel like we have to have that food right now or we're going to die. And a craving might increase or decrease in intensity over time, depending on the craving and what brought it on and also how we react to it. So what should we do when we get a craving? I have a two-step process that I like to follow. And the first step I call pause and plan. This step might take a little time and effort to get used to it first, But eventually it can become a really quick habit that you do pretty much automatically when a craving hits. A lot of us have gotten into the habit of just immediately giving in when we have a craving or an impulse or a thought about food. 
And every time we do that, we ingrain that habit further and further. So even if we do end up eating the thing we're craving in the end, just taking a split second to pause beforehand creates a little space between the impulse and the reaction, which is really, really important, especially if we come upon a craving, an impulse that we don't want to answer with eating the food. We have that split second, that little bit of time to pause and think and make a plan rather than just automatically answering the craving right away. So this pause and plan step, I break into four really quick parts. The first one is just to stop and to notice the craving. Notice without judgment that you're having a craving or thought about food and just bringing that awareness to yourself that, oh, I'm having a craving right now. I'm craving this certain food or this type of food. The second step is to accept and breathe. Don't try to immediately resist the urge or argue with the craving if it's something that you don't want to give into. Don't go try to distract yourself immediately. Just take a few deep breaths, sit with the craving for just a moment, and make sure that you're in a a calmed state. The third step is to check in with your body. While you're breathing and you're sitting with the craving, get down into your body and notice what's going on. Do a quick check. Are you physically hungry? Are you thirsty? When was the last time you ate? If this craving is a reaction to physical hunger, then that's some really good information. And chances are you're going to want to honor that hunger with eating something nourishing before you decide whether or not to answer the craving. If we answer hunger with a craving for, say, something sweet, then chances are we're going to feel a little bit out of control while we're eating that food because we are using it to fill our hunger. We might eat more than we want, more than what our body wants. So if if the craving is due to physical hunger, then I always suggest eating something nourishing, something that's going to sustain you, something with some, some sort of combination of protein, fat, and carbohydrates before deciding what to do with your craving if it's for something like a sweet or a treat. Now, if you've checked in with your body and you aren't hungry, then I recommend you take a minute to feel your fullness, to really get into your body and feel the sensation, maybe even remember what it feels like to be overly full, and again, just feel what's going on inside. And then the fourth step is to make a decision. At this point, you might decide to go ahead and eat what you're craving. Sometimes this really is the best option, just to eat the food mindfully, get some satisfaction out of it, and then move on with your life. Otherwise, you might find yourself rummaging around the kitchen, eating a bunch of other food to try and satisfy that craving, never getting satisfied, and then you end up eating the food anyways in the end. If you do decide to answer the craving and go ahead and eat the the fun food, I recommend starting with a small amount and seeing if that satisfies the craving. I've found at times that I might be craving some sugar, craving a little something sweet, and if I eat just like one or two Mike and Ikes or chocolate-covered raisins, sometimes that really is enough to satisfy that craving, and then I can just move on with my life. Now, maybe in the pause and plan step, you decide that you don't want to eat the food you're craving for whatever reason. Maybe you've already had quite a few fun foods that day, and you really don't want to give your body that much sugar, or dinner is right around the corner and you don't want to raise your blood sugar and spoil your appetite before dinner because you know you won't be hungry then. 
there are plenty of valid reasons that you might want to say no to answering the craving. And like I mentioned, this can be part of eating intuitively. Saying no to a craving is completely fine as long as you like your reasons for it. So in that case, you'll want to move into step two, which is to use a craving control strategy. Now, if you are one of my students and you have access to my Health Through Habits course, if you go to the Sugar and Fun Foods module, I have some lessons and some handouts on some different craving control strategies, and I don't have time to really get into them in this podcast, but for those of you who aren't my students, you're definitely welcome to go and check out my course on genoweight.com slash workwithme. Or you can go do a little research on your own into these tools. But some of the ones that I like using and recommend for my clients are, there's something called Surfing the Urge. This is a tool that's used to help people who suffer from all kinds of addictions. It's a pretty well-known tool in in the therapy world. And again, that's called Surfing the Urge. You might also decide to use a relaxation technique. These are particularly helpful if you struggle a lot with emotional eating finding ways to calm yourself down without needing food. I also teach a variety of distraction techniques. I mentioned earlier, it's not usually best to try and distract yourself from the craving right away or to resist it or push it off. And we're going to talk about why that is here in a minute. But once you've gone through the pause and plan step, sometimes taking your mind off of the craving for just five or 10 minutes and then revisiting it after those 10 minutes are up can be really helpful as well. And another technique that I highly recommend is trying to use helpful self-talk, finding thoughts and different ways of talking to yourself that can help mitigate or eventually eliminate the craving. So let's talk just for a minute on what not to do with a craving. Generally, what we don't want to do is to try and resist the craving, push it away and fight with it. A lot of times that just makes it come back even stronger, like it's yelling at you, it wants to be heard. And so instead of resistance, just try acceptance. Even if you decide you don't want to give into the craving, you can still accept it, feel what it's like in your body, acknowledge it. A lot of times just doing that will allow your body to process it and it will go away on its own. This is another reason that most intuitive eating dietitians and counselors and coaches recommend that you don't have foods that are off limits or forbidden because it gives them more power than they would have otherwise. It actually has the opposite effect of what we want. Instead of thinking less about those foods and having an easier time resisting them, a lot of times we find that they're even harder to resist and let go of. You might have heard of the famous white bear study. It's a fascinating story about a novelist who once told his little brother to go sit in a corner until he could stop thinking about a white bear. And he came back hours later and his brother was still sitting in the corner and he just could not get his mind off of a white bear. He couldn't think of anything else. And so later he did more of a formal study with a bunch of undergrad students and he told them for the next five minutes, don't think about white bears. And of course the students couldn't do it. And he found that simply trying not to think about something made people think of that thing even more than when they were intentionally trying to think about something. (laughs) And they call this effect ironic rebound. When you push a thought away, then it just comes right back at you, oftentimes stronger. 
And when a thought becomes more frequent and even harder to pull yourself away from, then your brain assumes that this is a really important and urgent thought that you need to pay attention to. So as we wrap up here, just know that cravings are completely normal. They're a natural thing that all brains and people, bodies have. They are not a sign of weakness and everybody gets them at times. But just because you have a craving doesn't mean you need to answer it every time if you don't want to. You can, and giving yourself permission Knowing that you could answer the craving if you wanted to can be really empowering and helpful. But also knowing that you don't have to can be empowering and helpful as well. And like any skill, learning how to not answer a craving right away and not act on impulse, that skill can be strengthened with practice and with time and with creating that habit. It's also perfectly fine to have some guidelines around your eating habits that might help reduce the amount of cravings you have and how how you respond to them. I'm hoping to do a podcast episode soon on the difference between rules versus guidelines, but I know a lot of people find success with sugar in particular, something that they naturally crave a lot of, with setting some guidelines, like trying not to eat fun foods before or after a certain time of day or just setting up some other guidelines like that. And this is a pretty nuanced topic, so that's why I really need a whole podcast episode on it to kind of dive into the ins and outs of setting healthy boundaries and guidelines that are not influenced by diet culture. So next time a craving hits, then I really encourage you to use the pause and plan method really quickly once again. That means to stop and notice the craving, accept it and breathe, relax, check in with your body, and then make a decision. And I recommend that you find a couple of tools that you can turn to if you decide that you don't want to give into the craving at that moment. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to check out my free class at jennawaite.com. Click on free stuff and sign up for a time that works for you. All right, I hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.